Welcome into the best seat in the house. You are on the front row of the Utah Jazz. I'm your host today, Holly Rowe, and we have, okay, I'm going to have some fun with this because this is the best title of any guest we've had so far. <laughs> we are with Chuck Terrell, the Senior Director of Basketball Intelligence. And I'm trying to decide, is that like the CIA or the NBA? <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of both. A little bit of both. Um, it was, it's a created role um, that was created for me. And it, it it's pretty broad. It, it focuses on all facets of the front office, from scouting to uh, free agency to trades to salary cap to player relations and all the above. So um, it's really a unique role. I think I might be the only guy doing it, but I'm very, very appreciative of the opportunity. In the league, the only guy doing it in the league. Well, I, maybe, maybe. So I don't know what everybody yeah. else is doing, but I, I work the whole full gamut. And you know, Justin and Danny allow me to be in every every place. So I, I don't know if anybody else is doing that right now. I really love this because I think you know you say it was a created role and it's a new role for the Jazz. A few years in, how did you impress them? You know, when they decide they want to start making some changes or looking at how we're doing things here, um, why did they seek out you? You were an executive at Nike. You've had your hand in a lot of different things. How did it come about? Well. Um, I did have a previous relationship with Jay-Z, Justin, before when he was an agent, worked on a lot of guys, did did, did some business with him. And then the Utah Jazz, when I was at Nike, uh, the Utah Jazz w were one of my teams. So um, I was here very, a lot. I covered the team, Darren Williams, all those guys, and really, really got close to Derek, uh, Derek Gardunio. And, you know, it's just place, this place feels like home. And then, you know, things were, were changing here. They were going a little different direction. They kind of knew what I was into and I was doing, and I was looking to do something different. And timing, everything's about timing in life, and you know the timing was great. I met met with them over the summer, and and right before Dennis left, and and it worked out. And I'm still evolving in the role. I'm still learning every day, and that's that's the beautiful part about it. It's really cool because I feel like the Jazz have a lot of unique people in the front office. And, you know, this is our podcast to showcase the front office. And Justin Zanuck is intriguing to me because he was an agent and now he's on the team side of it. Um, he's your boss. What is his um, kind of mantra or his message to you of like, here's what I want you to be. Here's what I want you to create this role to provide for the Jazz. I don't know if it was a message as much as you know, he just, here's an opportunity more than you have to do this or do that. He knew I was good with relationships. He knew I was good with negotiations. He knew I was good with player evaluation. So all of those things, he's like, hey, I want this this kind of person in my cabinet. And now it's 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 evolved into a situation where, and I'm saying we're seeing value in different areas. You know, I'm also in meetings with the brand team and what kind of commercial we're going to produce. That's like the other side of it. So it, it's, that's the beauty of it all, and that's what he saw. And, you know, I want to call out something, take the time to call out something. Number one, Ryan and, and Jay-Z. So um, they made this an initiative to bring more color into this organization. Um, they had a hiring freeze before I got hired, and Ryan was like, no, stop everything. I want to make sure we're doing this the right way. I was one of the first hires, along with Luca, into the front office. And now it's if you go up there now and you're around, there is a lot of, you know, a lot of women involved now. There's a lot of people of color 
Latino and and black, and the hats just go off to Jay Z and Ryan for seeing that and taking action. It wasn't like lip service. It's it's really happening here. Yeah, I think it is really special because Ryan has been very Ryan Smith, the Utah Jazz governor, has been very intentional yeah, about it. Absolutely, and it's it's at every level from from PR to VPs to marketing to coaching. To, you know, um, how has it evolved into kind of a cool working? space then with you know all this diversity and differences in thought well number one it could only be like that if you communicate and you know coming from nike i thought that was one of the things i brought over that i was used to environments that communicated heavily and it might not have been like that in the past year but now that's something we focus on and and it's really really made the environment here just a productive environment where people want to come to work you know whether it's raining or snowing outside they want to be here and when you have that you know, that's what matters to me, who you work with. And if you're going to work with people who want to be there, success is, you know, that's just the byproduct of it at that point. Okay, this might be a hard question to answer, but because your role is so vast, you you are in scouting. You are, I read this great article kind of researching for this podcast from Sarah Todd in the Desert News about the draft last year. Mm-hmm. You know, this was an August article and Danny Ainge and Justin Zanuck were basically saying, yeah, like we're going to evaluate guys. We bring them in for an interview. They're going to do a workout. But unless Chuck says we bring this person into the organization, we're not bringing them in. And I thought that was the height of compliments for you, that your intelligence, that you're gathering and your feel for people matters that much. What What is the stamp you've put on this place already? Well, I mean, be honest, that comes from working at Nike for like 14 years at, at the level and, and working with people. Um, and that's what J- Justin knew I had, that that ability. Now, how you bring that to a team, to a team side. And, you know, he's, he's given me all of, you know, the tools to be able to do this. But that's just years of work and practice. You don't get to sit down and really tell somebody's BSing you or not or if they're telling the truth. So, you know, that, that just comes from, from years of practice and now having this opportunity here. And I love, I love basketball. I love helping youngsters so it's, this is a natural find for me. This is, I love what I do. I love being here, and, and it just feels natural. It feels natural. You, you had a cool story. So you used to be at Oklahoma City during kind of what I consider their heyday. Mm-hmm. I think they're getting back to that now. I really love the direction that team's going right now. But you're back there with Russell Westbrook, Kevin Durant, you know, that collection of guys as they make their run to the finals and the Western Conference finals. Um, what what did you do for them, and kind of what is that experience that you've taken from that? Yeah, so, I mean, you know, you're talking about getting Kevin Durant at 17, 18 years old, Russell, James, Steph Curry, all these people that Nike gave me the opportunity to be around, just like the Jazz are giving me the opportunity to be around, and you see them grow. So now, having to see them come from 17, 18-year-olds to millionaires and fathers and MVPs, as a little baseline for me. So now when Keontae, Taylor, all these guys come up now, I'm able to to help in a different way, whether it's talking to their mom or talking to their agent, because that's what I did at Nike. So um, I, I just think it's a wonderful situation for me, and it's natural. It's not something that I've, I've got to, like, tune up for or prep for. It's, it's just a natural read of people and knowing that Keontae at this age or Taylor at this age isn't going to be the same guy in five years. Right. What they're going to be, I don't know yet, but let's help. Let's feed to, for them to be the best that they can be. That's a fascinating thing because um, I met Kevin Durant when he was 17 years old. I covered his freshman and only season at Texas, and I got close with his mom, Wanda, and she was working at the post office. And, you know, when people come up in the in the world financially, socially, all those things, 
it, it can change people in a good way or a bad way. So, you know, you've had that unique experience. I've seen it with a lot of different people in sports. What are some of the things that parents need to be aware of? Like now the Jazz have what we, with three 19-year-olds, you know, like three 20-year-olds now. What what are some of the lessons you've learned? And not specific to Keontae or Taylor, those guys, but, well, you know, yeah, overall, play. I think parents need to make sure they have an exit strategy. You know, I, I talk, I you know, it, it takes me a while to, to, to go say that word to them because it's actually worried. They're worried about the entry yeah, status, yeah, yeah. right? Right. So exit strategy to me is how are you going to just be mom? Because right now a lot of these 18, 19-year-olds, their mom are taking care of the finances, which they should, the coming and going of the business. But once they turn 22, 21, there's going to be a change. And it could be, hey, mom, I want to buy this Rolls Royce. <laughs> and you say no, and then he goes and buys it. Right. So there's going to be a natural break. What's your exit strategy from controlling it and still being mom, still being dad, still being brother? And and I've seen it in instances, I do know for a fact that when that moment happens, when the parent and the child go to another level of relationship and he assumes more, it's for the athlete. Steph MVP, Russ MVP, James MVP, Katie MVP. All these guys are MVP, MVP right after the, 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 the time where mom and 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 family kind of they kind of went into their own. All right, so we, you talk about joining the Jazz. Um, you're tracking players from grassroots through high school. Like, how have you, do you organize all these different things you're in charge of? Give us an idea of what your life looks like from a day to day standpoint. So, from a primary standpoint, my my, my primary focus on grassroots is identifying them. So, I've taken this from from Nike. So, to make a shoe from the first day. Like a Kevin Durant shoe, it takes 18 months. So from the first day, say, Kevin, this is a Kevin Durant 10. What do you want to do? From that day to the day it's on the floor is 18 months. So I'm saying from the day we he's going to be drafted on the stand, Adam Silver says his name by us, I got to know him 18 months before that. So that's 16? Yeah, 15, 16. So that's when you start to work. And it's amazing. That's, that's when you start to work. And then now I can watch his body. I can watch how he grows. I can watch, you know, his ups and downs. And then now when we evaluate, it's a true evaluation, not just one year at Duke or one, six months at Duke now, because mm-hmm. they're, they're in and out. So, quick. so so now, just, just for instance, these last three guys we drafted this year were drafted off of their grassroots. Like, because Keontae wasn't playing the position he's playing now. Bryce didn't even start. <laughs> Taylor was just coming on. So the work was done when they were 15, 16 years old. It's amazing because their sample size was so small in college, right? And so that's fascinating because I wonder for Taylor particularly, Mm. like you look at his stats in college and you're like, "Eh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But what did you see in grassroots? Like tell me what that looked like. Well, in grassroots you saw somebody that had a Bambi feel to it. Like, ooh, this guy's going to come on. And Giannis was the same way. Like just Bambi feel like awkward feeling and you know in two or three years like something's gonna kick here but he had skill sets he could shoot he was really good around the rim blocking shots his feet were good so those things now projecting two three years out in our facility eating right working out every day he's becoming a man now what's what's that product gonna look like so that's how you gotta kind of look at it and with Taylor that's that's what we were thinking so let's go to Keontae because I think you know I saw him play in college in person and I thought he was good I didn't no, he was this good. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that was a top 10 game with Kia at Kansas playing in Allen Fieldhouse, all the things. He's blown me away with his natural 
feel and instinct. Mm -hmm. When did you see that? 15 years old, back gym, peach jam. He was with Drive Nation, little little guy back there, but he was fearless and he, he just he had an irrational confidence about him. That's what I call it. And all the great ones, Danny talks about it all the time, have that to some level, some degree. And when you see it, it doesn't matter how tall they are or small they are, you kind of want to home, home in on it. And that's what we did. And you know, when he went to Baylor, that was that wasn't his situation. He went into a school where there were two guys who won an asshole championship. So go to the corner, right? And do that. But what I like about that is he could do it. Some guys don't have the ability to still be effective and go off the ball. That's great because in this league, you're gonna have to play on or off the ball. So that's what I that's what attracted me to him. Also knowing that he can score and do all that kind of stuff mm -hmm. as well. Yeah, I think what's interesting about him, you talk about irrational confidence. He's got swagger. He's super cocky, but he has a humility about taking coaching and learning. That's a hard combination to finding kids. Why do you think he's like that? I think he loves the game. Um, if, if you're there pre-game, he's first bus. He, you know, he'll go do a shooting. And he just wants to sit around, kick his shoes off, and just smell the gym. That's like Kevin Durant was like that. Steph's like that. You know what it looks like. So those are the traits that are never going to go anywhere. Mm. Good day, bad day, still going to be there first bus. So that's what's, that's how champions, that's how MVPs are built, these type of players, and he has that mold. Mm. He does. We've seen some glimpses of Keontae's greatness. You know, he's coming off such great performances lately. Taylor's starting to get in the mix a little bit, but Bryce is the one that we haven't kind of got that feel for yet. What did, what did you, when did you see it, and what did you see? Same thing. <laughs> uh, he, he actually led the EYBL in scoring off the bench. He wasn't starting there as well. So you saw this ability to score the ball and a little, little irrational confidence in it, a little swagger to him. And Danny likes that as well. <laughs> if you don't know that, by the way. Danny is a confident man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think yeah. he's attracted to people yeah, who are like yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. And so that, that's what his team's going to look like. Will likes that too. So those are the kind of kids we want to bring in here. With him, he didn't have a summer league. So right now it's his actual summer league. Taylor's summer league is happening right now. So they were a little behind the ball, but – He's doing better now. He's starting to catch up and catch on to things. So we're we're excited about where he's at. So it's it's, it's intriguing because you've got this eye for basketball, eye for talent. You have an idea of what that looks like, relationship skills. But now you've got to navigate these young people get to Utah. How are you helping them assimilate and fit in and, you know, feel like there's people here that look like you that can help you adapt? Just being present. And then at the end of the day, let them be themselves. Like, there's... 19 years old like I remember when I was 19 and my mind was going different places so and actually this is actually a pretty good place for them to be to be honest with you if you're 19 like how much trouble are you going to get into not a lot which is good they can focus on basketball and I tell them that too in interviews like this is the best place for a hooper you can come in the gym it's going to snow and you're going to go home play your video games you're going to come back here you're going to eat well you got the best staff so this is this is definitely a place where a 19 year old should come and develop this might be a weird question, and you can tell me if it's too intrusive, but, you know, I'm kind of intrigued with, let's say, a um, young person gets to Utah. They're now in the NBA. They're making lots of money. they got to set up their house. What are the check-in processes with you and the front office guys, with Justin, with Danny? Is this young man developing like we want? I mean, we're three months into this. Where, where is he at? We're six months into this now. What are the check marks he should, boxes he should be checking? What's the, the check-in process on growth and development in this organization, I don't. I don't. I wouldn't say that it's so much a, a check-in or is it just a continuous communication? Um, because I, what I do know is 
what he's thinking about at 19, he's not going to be thinking about at 21 or 22. Um, his mom or his dad could or could not be living with him in two or three years. So I think for us, we've got to really remain open-minded. We've got to know that there are going to be some some mistakes. And, and for us, let's put these guardrails up. You know how you've seen the bowling alley where they put the bumpers, the, the bumpers, bumpers up? Yes. Hey, they might have to go hit the side, but they're still going down the path. And I think that's the mindset more so than a checkpoint. Right. You know, and, and yeah, we check point. Okay, he's gained weight. Okay, he's shooting ten more percent better. Yeah, those things. But off the court, you know, how are they feeling? What's their confidence level? Are going out to dinner now, or or they're more social? Do they need more? You know, and that's where Doc Ron comes in. We got a lot of our staff is amazing. Whitley, oh my goodness, that that crew up there. But when the dude lands, it's ridiculous. Like the, whatever he needs, he just says it, and it's done. For getting your car shipped to find an apartment or anything, so. You know, I, and I think Jay Z's done a really good job of hiring the right people for that. So that's really cool. I know through your career in basketball, um, you've got to have one great story. Is there a story that you're like, this is my best story? Like, if I'm going out to dinner with Barack Obama, this is my one good story I'm going to tell him. Or, you know, like, what's the good story? I've had a lot of them. Um, I got a couple, but I don't know if she might be mad if I say that one. Well, now you might have to say that one. It's it's two different ones. One is is more um, on dealing and being around an aggressive parent, right? Um, it was a player. Uh, his mom to this day were great friends. We talked once, twice a month, so that's it's not an issue. But to understand a, a parent whose son is going into the draft and money and all of this. 2010 All-Star Game at Arizona, at in Phoenix. Um, we go to recruit a, look at a guy. My boss at the time, who is now Nick, is the GM of the Mavericks, Nico yes, Harrison. Yes, Nico. I know yeah, Nico. So that, that's yeah. our crew. That, that's our crew. Got you. And um, we go to see this player. And, uh, you know, we kind of knew him already from 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 camps. And then we walk up to him. It's like, man, what's going on, man? Let's go grab something to eat. And as I'm going to shake his hand... That's my hand now. Don't touch my son. Is that a hand slip? Yeah, but it was. It was. It was. You know, I. We were like, okay, mom, we're good. Like, Boundaries we're have like, been set. No, we're not the fans. We're not the fans. No, 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 no. So, and then now we're we're, we're greatest of friends, friends. But but that speaks to this passion that parents have for her. And and she wasn't wrong because she was just fending off. She thought I was an agent or something. Somebody trying to yeah. suck from me. I'm like, no. You got to figure out. Yeah, she got to figure out. And I respected it to this day. We talk about it. She That's denies awesome. it. But but that was that was like one of the and that taught me. Now I can go and do it with anybody. Uh, you know, who she? I got that. That's easy. I uh, one more story. This, okay. This is this, and this this was great. And this is one of my best lessons for marketing. Um, Kobe Bryant. We're in. Uh, we're doing a USA uh, tour. So we we we're going to the 2012 Olympics in London. Yes, but we start in Las Vegas, do our thing, and then we then we start hitting Barcelona, Greece, all a tour, and then until uh, we get to London. So uh, the leaders of the marketing for the USA that year were Kobe, LeBron, and KD. So everywhere we went, we had to do massive media, global media. So the way they did it is instead of taking us around, they made these pods. And curated each pod and sat them on next to each other and then brought the media in. So we're we're in there and you know, Katie's got his own pod, his pictures up and everything. 
Yeah, you can you can go like this and look at the next person's pod. So Kobe's in this pod and LeBron's in this pod, and and Kobe looks at our pod and he's like, "Good job, Chuck!" Like really loud, like this, like everybody's looking. I'm like, Kobe tripping. Good job, Chuck. That's why you'll never be bigger than me in in China. Like, cause we, it, that the most com- the most competitive stuff was internal. Right. Katie's brand versus LeBron's brand. Right. Versus, that's where the money is. So it's a million dollars. I need some of that. They're trying to take it. Yeah. That's how it works. That his yeah, yeah. issue. Where's yeah, my shoe yeah, coming out? Yeah. Right. So, and it, I'm like, he's like, you'll never be bigger than me. I'm like, me. So, Kevin had on a USA basketball shirt. USA basketball shirt. What's he talking about? So I look over and he was like, no, that's why you'll never be bigger than me. He started talking crazy to me. I'm like, what, what? You, you're not marketing them right. He's be wearing his own stuff. You see me, this is Kobe brand. The LeBron's in LeBron brand. Make sure he's wearing it. I'm just like, I'm like here. After that day, it never happened again. He, he, learning he, lesson. Oh yeah, learning lesson, 100%. Like he he was going at me, but like, and he was blaming us like, Chuck, where is his shirt at? Go get it. Go. Where's the sweatshirt? What's that retail? Like he's telling me this, and I'm like, he's teaching you. Oh my gosh! And I'm like, and then, and then from that point on, me and me and me and Katie look, we're gonna be bigger than him in China. And then you know, from that was my lesson learned, like how to market, how to market your own brand, you know, in those big moments. For That's sure. beautiful. Yeah, I, I went to those Olympics, and I went on the subway, and LeBron got on the subway, oh, and then Kobe came to all the women's games. Yeah. That was a cool yeah. Olympics. So yeah. I know exactly much, what you're talking very about. Much, yeah. Okay, I have 75 more questions to ask you. They're wrapping me up. Please come back and join us another time because I have a feeling you have some great stories and you're a great storyteller. Thank you for having me. Um, so that is our Senior Director of Basketball Intelligence, and you can see it is an aptly named title. We're giving you grief for it at the start, but now we know why it's that because you can do a little bit of everything and your fingers are everywhere. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it.